Karen, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we are excited to have you on the But On Her podcast. Um, for all of our listeners, we have four-time AVP champion. Um, the You've also won two FIVB tournaments as well. Uh, South Dakota native mm -hmm. and a part of the, you are the 2022 AVP team of the year. Welcome. Wow, thank you. Yeah. Nice to have you. <laughs> yes, every time. Hype them up. They are guests. <laughs> yeah, so I think, um, you know, we said this before we started filming, but like, do a lot of people know that you're actually from South Dakota and not Louisiana? Because I did, when I first met you, I thought you were from Louisiana, but I didn't know, which is really interesting because I've, South Dakota is like, I've, not many people I feel like have been there yeah for sure <laughs> they're usually like wow you're the first person i've ever met from south dakota and i'm like probably the last because i don't really leave <laughs> i uh and i looked up to some interesting facts about your south dakota career you were gatorade player of the year and you're considered the highest ranked player ever from south dakota which you is guys are really just hyping me up <laughs> yeah no but how cool i mean like i'm really interested to hear not only what you know growing up in south dakota was like but also just the volleyball scene there and um you know because obviously i feel like it was probably pretty small small non-existent it was actually really hard to even pull together one uh team to be able to do like jo travel uh volleyball like indoor at all um, so it actually all started when my, my sister is two years older than me and she was obsessed with volleyball. I hated volleyball, but I became her pepper partner and we just like, we would train together. We would be coached together, but there were very, very, very few people that would play volleyball over basketball. And it was just, basketball was just known in South Dakota and that was like the important sport. So, um, my freshman year, I actually was on the 18s team with like a bunch of seniors and I just got super lucky because I was so young and I got introduced to all of that like right away. Um, so yeah, volleyball scene, non-existent. <laughs> but now, um, actually the personal trainer that took us on and actually became a volleyball coach by literally Googling how to coach volleyball, I just like trusted absolutely everything he said, everything he learned. And I just wanted to be there all the time. Like I would get picked up from school, dropped off at the gym. I would be there all day. My mom would bring me dinner and then she would pick me up at like eight. Wow. Oh, wow. That's I was a, that's a gym awesome. rat. It's a definition of a gym rat. Right yeah. There. Yeah. Wow. Did, so did you play basketball too? I did play basketball. Um, but as soon as I found volleyball and I made a team somehow, I was actually, my mom literally opened the car door. She's my best friend. My mom, awesome. <laughs> but she opened the car door. She unbuckled my seatbelt and pushed me out of the car to go try out for volleyball. She's like, you just have to try it. I hated it so much because I was the kid that like everybody clapped if you got one serve over the net the entire oh. season. And look and how I far was, you've come. <laughs> look where you are today, yeah. It's like moms always know. It's so annoying that she's always right, but I'm glad I listened to her. And so, yeah, basketball was like my dream, my goal, everything that I loved. And then volleyball stole that. Did your mom play any sports or how did she kind of introduce you to volleyball or basketball? She was a cheerleader. She's like oh. a five, six. She, she's going to hate me for saying this, but like, 
not a volleyball player. <laughs> like, uh, she she does like triathlon. She does yoga. She does like all of like she's super active, but I wouldn't say she's um like a athlete <laughs> type like with ball like a with ball and yeah no. And she's your biggest cheerleader too. Huge, I'm assuming yeah. yeah huge all the time. Does she travel to a lot of the tournaments to watch you? She does when she can. Also, another fun fact about me, I come from a giant family. So having seven siblings and me, it's really hard to balance all of our schedules and making it to everything. Are you the tallest? No. My brother is 16 and I think he's like six, 11 and a half. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, so I know. And height he's... runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then my other brother's supposed to be like seven, one. And I'm like, oh. This is so great. I love it. Wow. Is your so is your dad tall? Yeah, my dad is six nine. My mom is five six. Wow. Yeah, I definitely yelled at her for taking the tall guys. I really, really dislike that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I feel like whenever I've seen a a tall guy with dating a really short girl, I'm like, oh, what a waste of height. Oh my God. But, Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, really no, I'm not saying that. no offense to your mom. I'm not saying that. But. No, I told her. I was like, why are you taking them? It's not very many. <laughs> so then, so obviously you um, you played indoor, mm -hmm. and then um, you where did you play indoor again? Creighton. University. Creighton, that's right. And then you transferred to LSU for beach. Yes. Um, how was that transition from <laughs> indoor to beach? Because you hadn't played beach before that. Never played beach volleyball. I called my coach, and well, my LSU coach, and I, I said, "Do you really want me?" I've never played. I was like, I need you to know I have never, ever, ever played beach volleyball. He's like, we're going to take you anyway. So what what was that transition like for you right at the start? Um, the frustration level is just kind of unmatched. Like you, you go from a high level indoor player and that is what you're so comfortable. That's where you kind of excel. And then you are thrown into a completely different sport. Yes, it is a similar ball and a similar game, but a different surface, everything, everything is so different. So to say that I was frustrated um, is an understatement, but I had so many players like Kristen, older players, and all of them were super, um, I don't know, they were just like super encouraging and helpful. And I would shank a, a bazillion balls or not be able to pull off the net. And I had no idea how to do anything. And all of them were so patient with me. And I am forever grateful for that because they could have easily just gotten super annoyed and been like, oh, another indoor person that's trying to play beach volleyball. I mean, it's not easy. It's to two totally different sports. And I, I feel like people who, you know, kids that don't grow up with beach volleyball, I mean, you get thrown into it and it's, but you come from a, like LSU program is known for like, at least from an outsider perspective, like putting in the reps, like, I mean, how... I feel like I, I overheard you guys one time where you would just try to hit like the high line shot over and over and over and over again. For three hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was when I got there, it was I was so lucky because I had I think there were four other indoor people, but they had like played a little bit of beach volleyball. And I was the only one that had absolutely never played. And just getting to get those reps with them instead of us being totally thrown into all like the beach girls it was kind of like the indoor girls that could like work into the beach girls did you know you wanted to pursue this career path no really not at all i was i was like oh i'm gonna be here for one year head out to i don't know somewhere in the world to go play professional indoor volleyball beach volleyball was absolutely never on my radar 
Um, it was kind of like a means to an end just for, I really wanted to get my MBA. So that was a great path for me. And I also like to, um, challenge myself. So I was like, Oh, why not try a completely new fun sport? Yeah. And uh, obviously your goals have shifted now. <laughs> completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess kind of like what advice do you have for, um, those players that are trying to make the transition from indoor to beach allow yourself to be bad i think and that that is so hard because you are so used to being a high level indoor player and those are where you have all of your reps and all of your knowledge um so if you have never played beach volleyball and you are an indoor player try it it is going to make you better at indoor but you have to be okay with failing like over and over and over and over again. I was actually just talking to Paige Tapp, who was an indoor player. Um, now she's like, I love playing on the beach. I think it's so much fun. And she's like, how long did it take you? And I think she was like waiting for like, yeah, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And I was like years. And still I feel like I am learning so much every single day at practice or every time I step onto the court and we play another game, I'm like, oh my gosh. I just had a big aha moment, which is really fun to have all of that growth. But it's also, um, I know I'm very, very jealous of the people that get to grow up with this sport. It's so amazing. Where did you kind of learn that like mindset? Would you say that's like kind of a growth mindset? Um, yeah, when I was on the team with all seniors, I was the worst person on the team by far in a way like forever. Um, and I think just having all of those girls to look up to, they didn't, they didn't treat me like I was the worst person. I just knew it. And I was younger and I just kind of like accepted that role, but I did not accept where I was because I wanted to get so much better. So I would say that's kind of where it started. I love when people tell me I can't do something. I was going to say, what motivates you or what drives you to that. pursue this career? That. Yeah. I love when it's like the hardest possible thing or if it's a safe choice or a super risky choice, I am always going to pick the harder one. And I don't know why it's like a great trait, but I'm also like, come on, Taryn, like make it a le little easier <laughs> sometimes. But but that's also more rewarding too. to, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and obviously, so it sounds like you've grown up with a really good support system and community around you. And then, you know, you transfer to LSU and you have, an amazing support system there, the community in New Orleans also like how, um, how would you say like community's been a part of your life or has it, you know, and how has it helped you, et cetera? In all honesty, last year I got so wrapped up in volleyball. I forgot about the entire community and all the support that I had. Like I, I knew that it was there. Um, but it kind of like took me like a second to like look back and be like, wow, People aren't just saying that they support me. They're not just saying they're there. They're not just saying they're watching. They actually care. Um, and that was just, man, I love them. It, I don't know why it took me so long to just realize that it's okay to like be loved, even if it's just, I don't know. I, I just got so far into the grind of like, I want to make this happen. I want to make this happen. And then I went back for my friend's wedding and I was like, oh my gosh. I miss all of you guys so much. And I think that's like my release of, I don't have to think about volleyball all the time. Like it is a sport. I love it. I want to get better at it, but there's so much more to life. And I think that's what my huge support system really shows me. And 
um, helps me through. Like I absolutely cannot do this without them. Um, whenever I'm having a bad day, I call them and I am laughing by the end of our conversation, having a great time. <laughs> is, is that why, um, or is that how you and Kristen started TKN? Man, we actually, that was so wild. It was like one random tournament that we played in. I was like, oh my gosh, Kristen's going to play with me. I can't wait. Um, and then it just went from one tournament to another tournament to we just played every single thing that would come up. So I would be on the AVP website and I'm like, hey, you want to fly to Atlantic City? And she's like, done. Hey, you want to go play in Tennessee? And she's like, yes, absolutely. So I think the reason that happened is we were both just so competitive that we wanted to play all the time and we wanted to get as many touches and we wanted to get better and better and better. So that's kind of how that all started. Actually, our parents, our moms hated TKN at the beginning. Really? They're like, that is a dumb name. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> well, can you give us a little background for people who don't know um, uh, what TKN is? TKN is exactly. Yeah, TKN is Taryn Cloth, Kristen Nuss. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of like doodling on my whiteboard of ideas because uh, my mind just kind of like starts going. I'm like a big thinker. I love just like whatever thoughts I have, I just write them down, and then from there, my brain it's like the whiteboard is just full of markings and drawings that make no sense to anybody else anyway that's where TKN came from we thought it was so great that we shared a letter and we wanted to kind of put that together I, I feel like I go to play in tournaments and half the crowd is wearing TKN shirts yeah. I'm like there's no way that's all their family that's got to be like people who support them and like there's you have tons of fans that follow you guys as a team and I think that's really special and I'm assuming that it's also really nice to have the support when you're playing. It is amazing. And that, like I said before, like that is what gets you through some tournaments. Like in Chicago when we had like three, three set battles and I was like, oh my gosh, I could pass out right now. <laughs> but you start hearing like a TKN chant or you see like my mom and my sister were jumping up and down and screaming like it would there were so many people but I could like hear them like those are the things that like really hype me up and just make you want to play and give everything that you have that's really special but yeah, yeah thank you all the TKN <laughs> fans yeah. shout out yeah thank you so much <laughs> I really want to talk about your partnership with Kristen because I feel like you guys have this really special loyalty to each other that is few and far between in our sport. And it seems like you guys are also like amazing friends off the court too. Um, so kind of like, like I, like loyalty to each other, like how has that, um, I don't know, like kind of give more background about you guys as like friends off the court, you know, because I feel like a lot of people see your, you know, cool little handshake that you guys do. And like, it just, I feel like you guys are always so connected on the court. Um, so um, I guess kind of just talk a little bit more about that. I'd love to hear. Yeah. Kristen Nuss, my best friend, my business partner, my volleyball partner, uh, pretty much everything. My sister, she is literally my sister. Now um, we get to the point where it's like, I show up at Christmas and my grandma's like, Where's Kristen? I'm like, <laughs> at her family's house. Like, what are you talking about? And she goes back to her family and she's like, everyone will not stop asking where you are. And I'm like, I guess we just come as a pair. And sometimes people call me Kristen and I'll answer. And sometimes they call her Taryn and she'll answer. And it's just kind of like, 
we just kind of go by Taryn or Kristen. But um, yeah, it's actually hilarious how uh, we met five years ago when I, I only know this because it just came up on my memory. So five years ago, um, three days ago, I guess five day, mm-hmm. five years and three days ago, um, I went to LSU for my um, official visit. And I watched a beach volleyball game for the first time in my life. And I watched her play. And I just think it's crazy because I had no idea who she was. She, I just like had watched her and obviously she's very, very talented. Um, but she did not talk to me at all on my visit. Like she did not, she probably said hi and like walked away. She's just (laughs) kind of really shy. Um, so it's definitely been like, a long process of like, yeah, we were on a team together, then we were kind of friends. And then it just kind of like built up as our mutual friends started hanging out more. Um, and now, like I said, she is like my sister and yes, super loyal to her. I think it's, um, you were saying like the loyalty piece in beach volleyball, it just, not that it's like not loyal, but people do just like you switch partners and that's just kind of the way it is. And we almost felt like it's kind of like, a tryout every single time you like go to a tournament you're like oh man if I don't perform well like they're probably going to drop me and then sign up with somebody else and we already have way too much stuff to worry about at a tournament everybody's competing everybody wants to win so taking that off the table was so nice and just being like yeah I'm committed to you I believe in you I trust in you and I want to do this with you and it's kind of it's been very nice have that yeah I think that's really important to have with your partner even if it is just you know like playing a season together whatever it is I I feel like I always try to over communicate and be super transparent because you know I feel like it's what we owe it to each other and it's totally being fair so um, I think it's really cool that you guys have um, stayed together and you're making this Olympic push so um, yeah it's cool I mean it's also really cool to see your guys' adventures off the court too um which i feel like we should get into right the vlogs <laughs> yeah oh. well, the next vlog is coming out. i've watched all the vlogs on your youtube channel i've subscribed i'm there you guys look like you have so much fun and i kind of wanted to ask um with being your last year your first year on tour on tour with all the tournaments and travel how do you guys like unwind or detach from like the tournament like seeing from the vlogs you guys like to travel you like to eat Let us know. I mean, I want to know more as far as what do you guys do as soon as the tournament's done? Yeah, that has actually been a process. So like the first tournament we went and we were like, this is a business trip. We're not going to have any more fun. We're not going to walk anywhere. We we just have to focus on volleyball. And we looked at each other. We're like, we are literally traveling the world with your best friend. We are not just going to sit in a hotel room. And so I think from there it was like, man, instead of going to practice some days that we're going to have like active recovery in between tournaments and we were just going to go like tour the city. So it's kind of like taking the volleyball piece out has really helped our like partnership and friendship, I think, because yeah, volleyball is going to end, you know, like, I don't know. I, I say that now, but like, it's obviously just going to end at some point for absolutely everybody. So what are those experiences that you're, experiences that you get to go be with your best friend and you get to go like how often are you going to be in Cape Town South Africa so we were like of course we have to go to hike a mountain which neither one of us are hikers so (laughs) you should have seen us hike (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know I think it's just really important to take the volleyball out of that sometimes like sometimes we do forget we're like oh my gosh are we even friends anymore because all we talk about is volleyball so we we even do like they're kind of like 
date nights or like volleyball free nights and no one can talk about volleyball. Like, have you seen those TikToks where it's like the first person to bring up boys is they have to pay for yeah. the meal. You literally can't talk about volleyball. So it's I love that. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love those nights. What do you do for me time? Like, how do you because you guys are very go, go, go with your schedule. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of high demand. How do you take time for yourself? That's a great question. I um, I love my me time. So usually it's like a Sunday and I'm like, it's going to be a me day. And I go get up, um, go for a walk. I usually walk to church and then um, I probably call a family member on my way back. And then I stop and get a coffee and I read a book and I do a crossword puzzle and I read the news. I'm a loser. No, no. That's a great way to unwind. That sounds amazing. I love that too. Yeah. That's just kind of, honestly, like I said before, like talking to people, um, I kind of, I have like a list in my head of like, oh my gosh, I haven't talked to her in forever. Or um, I don't know. I'm a big believer if somebody is on your mind, like say it's your grandparents or say it's like some uncle that you haven't talked to in forever. Mm -hmm. I think that that is a sign that you should just call them and kind of check up with them. Um, cause I love getting phone calls. It's like, oh my gosh, you were thinking about me. Thank you so much. <laughs> and it just like makes your day. I like to do that. I feel like I get a call and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go to voicemail. <laughs> do you just panic? Just, you think of the like really? negative, like, oh, I don't want to I don't know. No, I mean, I do enjoy talking to my good friends and stuff on the phone, but, um, I FaceTime you every day. <laughs> no, I, okay, just different. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like, Whoa. Right. no, no, no. I'm saying okay. like, um, I don't know. That's just my my introvert self, just not wanting to. I'm I'm a big texter, so oh, okay. like, I would text all day. Yeah, but. call me. <laughs> what about me. FaceTime? FaceTime. FaceTime me. I don't. I love it, and I love when I FaceTime people, and I know they're super uncomfortable with it, and they like show me half of their eye, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna stay on until I see is that, your face. <laughs> is that uh, Kristen? Is she the one that's like half of her face is on the screen? No, oh. she. We call each other. So like, okay. Do you call each other from like the different different rooms in the same <laughs> the same hotel? It's so bad. So like I left for Christmas break or whatever. And the most time I think we calculated that we have spent apart in the last like three years. So we live together. We play together, travel together, everything. I think we've spent two weeks apart. Like that was like the longest stint. She and I called each other like every single day. It was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we need to like know know how to like be by ourselves but it's also just kind of like hey this made me think of you this made me think of you and you're like wow when was the last time so obviously living in new orleans now you're out here in la mm -hmm. um or do you live in baton rouge baton rouge okay oh bat the baton rouge yeah, is baton that right rouge. the south or the what's the comfort food uh, is like gumbo oh yeah all gumbo. that fun stuff but anyways when was the last time you were in south dakota and like saw family for more than five days christmas oh wow yeah i was there for a little while that was really nice. I love I love being home for Christmas, especially when I can just like see everybody and everybody else is in town. Um, I think it was like the first time that all my cousins. So like it's not just our family that's massive. My mom's side is also um, massive. So I think there's like 40 some cousins and a lot of us were able to make it back for Christmas this year. So that was awesome. What's one thing that you wish L.A. had from South Dakota? Uh, my people. That's, okay. that's pretty much <laughs> all i need from south dakota <laughs> yes yeah, so you've you've been out here in la for um how long now uh we got here december 28th okay so this is the longest time you've spent in southern california it is what do you think 
I mean, I love the active lifestyle. I love that I can walk to the grocery store. I can walk to practice. I can walk everywhere. I do like to walk because, again, it helps me just, like, think, and then it gets all my thoughts out, and then, yeah. Do you ever miss the snow? No. No? Never? <laughs> Interesting. No. I find myself missing the snow sometimes. I'm from the Midwest. Yeah. So I'm always like, I, I miss the snow. I want to go back sometimes. Got to get in the mountains. I cannot say that I feel <laughs> the same. <laughs> I really do not like the snow. I don't like driving in the snow. It gives me so much anxiety when like any of my family members are out and it's snowy. I really, I just get really scared. Um, yeah. I mean, it's pretty for like a half an hour and then I'm kind of over the snow. <laughs> <laughs> so you've obviously traveled the world, you know, experienced lots of different seasonal climates, et cetera. And um, I wanted to ask, cause I know you and Kristen love, we talked about your food briefly. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask what is your favorite meal? What is your favorite meal that you've had traveling? Okay, I have a favorite meal and it's going to sound not great, but in Cape Town, South Africa, we went to this, um, I don't know, it was like a cute little cafe and I got the porridge there. Every single bite that you took was a different flavor, something that I've never had before. Um, so that was my favorite food. But my favorite dessert was in Paris. It was like a oh. pistachio, it was like pistachio chocolate escargot, but it wasn't like, it was just shaped like a snail. It was like a, it wasn't it was escargot. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> but you guys, it was so good. Like I, I went back and got another one. Like I had to. So yeah. Yeah, well, Paris has some some good pastries, that's for sure. Yeah, their vlog was um very food-esque. You guys had yourselves a day in Paris. We did. <laughs> with we we really did. Kristen, I will say, is more of the foodie than I am. Like oh. it she she sends me probably 50 restaurants and she's like did you see what i sent you and i'm like so she like is a night owl and i am a morning person so i hit eight nine and i am like out like checked out do not talk to me any discussion you need to have we need to table it to the next morning and she that's just when she like gets wired and i'm like dude don't talk to me i can't mm -mm, i can't do it but she gets so excited about all these restaurants and she sends me 50 plus and she's like which one and i was like what you're gonna make me pick and she's like well i looked at all the menus and do you know what i'm gonna pick out of each one so that's always like a fun game that we play oh my God. and i we can usually pick out what we are going to order without talking to each other that's knowing each other's someone pretty well what about uh do you find that um well obviously trying different foods you know what nutrition wise because i'm i'm a sweets person so like i have my dessert every night and, you know, my, my philosophy is like everything in moderation, you know, it's like, of course I'm like, maybe I'm craving French fries and like, sure, I'll have that. So do you find that, um, on the road, it's been hard to maintain like this healthy diet or are you kind of like similar where you kind of just, you're there to experience and, you know, not go overboard. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. When, when we're like in training and at home, I am like very regimented. So like I eat the same things every single day, like at the same time. Um, so then when we do go on the road, it's kind of like, a, like I can, during the week, I am like perfectly fine eating literally the same exact meal, which is usually what the tournaments do, right? Like they give you like the same, <laughs> the same buffet and you're like, Ooh, six days in a row, we're going to eat the chicken and rice. Um, but then yeah, like a day, I just like 
choose a meal or choose a meal and a dessert and just kind of like go from there. Just because I, I do think that it is a very important piece. And obviously I'm just like trying to get to a level of, um, beach volleyball. And I think nutrition is a huge piece. Um, like you said, so I can't, I can't let myself go overboard because then I just like, Oh my gosh, now I, now I can't eat like this for a long time. Or like, I don't know. It's like those thoughts of like, am I really, do I really need this? Um, so yeah, it's kind of like a balance. Like I definitely let myself eat yeah, my desserts yeah. or like the meals. Yeah. But uh, I think it's again, moderation. For sure. Yeah. I may or may not have eaten two boxes of Girl Scout cookies in like three days. What kind? <sighs> the Samoas. Yes. And they have a new flavor out. It's like a brownie cookie with like little caramel I don't know. Whatever it was. The girl, I didn't even seek them How out. How many calories are in those? I didn't even seek them. No, I know. It doesn't matter. They don't count. It doesn't yeah, matter. They don't count. They don't count. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the little girl that sold you those? You just made her day. Yeah, yeah I didn't even seek them out. The girl knocked on my front door. So yeah. I was cornered. Um, I had to. You can't say no. Yeah. yeah. I, I went to go um, charge my car and I went to go to the Vons that's over by in Hermosa. And I walk in, the good little girl has these her eyes are just wide just looking at me and i'm like oh god i'll be right back i promise <laughs> i come out and i buy all six boxes of the thin mints and they're just like there i said i think i sent you guys a photo yeah. like, Do you guys want thin mints i still have them but i felt so bad so i know what that's like yeah. i went to a farmer's market and this little boy looked at me and i was like did you make these cookies and he's like yeah i made them myself but <laughs> like i'll take two <laughs> Thank you. they weren't great for sure they were not very good but i was like you just look at that little boy and you're like he baked these with love <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing i really wanted to ask is um you know you're kind of at the start of your career uh, like i feel like you know you got a really long career ahead of you um and so maybe you don't really know this answer quite yet but um kind of what impact do you want to make in this sport or for girls or other females? Like what impact do you hope to leave um, or to, you know, to inspire others by? I really want to give younger girls, specifically my sisters, just because I didn't have this opportunity that they now have with indoor volleyball. So I want to give that for beach. I want anybody that even if you're from like the northern states or where it's not like known to play beach volleyball that you can and yeah it might be a little harder yeah you might have to travel further but like it's actually possible so that and the other thing is i always want to be very approachable um, and have people ask me questions like i feel like i have had six different lives just because it's like so random i don't even know how my life got to right here but I want to share those experiences and if it like helps somebody else with something that I had to learn the hard way, I want to give that information back. So being super approachable because I have met some people that I really, really, really looked up to and I had finally met them and it was absolutely devastating that they weren't as encouraging, I guess, as I thought they were going to be. And then I met my all-time idol, Jordan Larson, and she was the nicest person and treated me like I was not way younger and way less um, advanced in volleyball. And I will never forget that. Like she single-handedly made my entire career all about that. That's so cool. She's, she's so cool. She's a baller. Chills. Jordan, yeah. you're awesome. 
you're so cool. I appreciate you. Thank you. We got to connect you too. Yeah, that's that's great. I yeah. think um, I think it's really important for sure. To I, and I think that's one thing that's special about our sport is that us as athletes are a little bit more tangible with fans, younger players, etc. So like, you know, to all those players out there, feel free to message us, you know, on Instagram or wherever. And like, I feel like, you know, sharing stories or giving advice, whatever it may be to um, be that representation for them is really cool. So kudos to you for that. Yeah, I do feel like beach volleyball is so easy to talk to people. And I feel like it's not that it's like less of a stage, but we're literally five steps away from them. Like everybody can, you can talk to anyone on the beach. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, so just based off of what you just said, being so close to, you know, all the fans and stuff, was there ever a time, and I asked April this, where you were heckled by a fan and it just threw off your entire game? No, I think people say some mean things. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, You're just, not a mean person. No. I, I really hate when people are mean. <laughs> I just don't like it. I just, I don't see what it does. Is it really going to make your day better by being mean to somebody or... Do you see how much work they are putting in and you're sitting on the sideline making fun of them? Like, that does no good. Yeah. So, yeah, to all the hecklers, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, when the guys are, like, <laughs> funny, you know, like, they're, they're, like, throwing shade back and forth. I think it's great. I think it's entertainment. I don't think anybody's getting hurt by that. But, like, yeah, if you are saying cruel things, I think you should be removed. But, I mean... No, I'm not going to let somebody that doesn't know me at all affect me that much. I'm just, I'm probably going to say something to them or give them a dirty look. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. 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 Respect. I like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How do um, the fans differ from the AVP here and FIVB? Um, it kind of depends where you are in FIVB. Like when we were in Doha, it was really sad because we were, it was the finals, right? And there were zero people there. And then you go to Chicago, like literally the Midwest where there's no beaches and you have so many fans. Like, what do you mean? There's waiting. like Michigan. I'm from Chicago. So <laughs> I love Chicago. It is seriously one of my favorite places. But yeah, it's awesome. It really is just, just kind of like depending on where you are, people know a ton about beach volleyball. And even if you don't know a ton about beach volleyball, like it's so much fun to watch. Like you can pick up, oh, the ball touched the sand on this side. They get the point. You know, yeah, it's it's yeah. really simple to understand. Um, but yeah, I would say the AVP definitely has, I would say, a lot more fans consistently. What's more nerve wracking since you've been in a few finals, being in a final on AVP or being in a final on the world tour? I don't really differentiate the no. nerve wracking now. It doesn't phase you? I mean, I'm obviously fate like you go into a final, you're like, crap, we're in a final. Like, right. but it's also like, we're in a final. Like, I don't know if you can tell that in my voice, but it, it really <laughs> does. It just like makes a huge difference is that you're like walking in and you're just accepting the opportunity. And yeah, it might be scary, but you work so hard to put yourself there. What's kind of the mindset when you approach a final that you've, I mean, on the AVP, FIV, like, like do you keep it low key? Are you guys intense? Were you guys kind of the prep? Yeah, I wanted to bring up about the the Ted Lasso talking in timeouts mm -hmm. about like you know how you guys try to stay present in these these fun little different ways. So kind of just to add on to that. Yeah, yeah. 
that's actually funny. So I have um, a goldfish from Ted Lasso. My oh. mom got it for me, but I do think it's like, well, one, that show is absolutely hilarious, but I do think it's just like a great way to reset. And like I said, at the end of the day, like volleyball is going to end. So it is not like end all be all. Um, so I think that's kind of super comforting. And the other thing is like when you walk onto the court with somebody that you're super comfortable with, like you're like, wow, we've done this so many, so many times. But I would say intensity level, I am probably, which is probably going to shock a lot of people, more intense than Kristen is. Kristen is like chill no matter what. Nothing's going <laughs> to face her. And I'm like, let's go. Like, let's get yeah. fired up. And yeah. Um, I mean, I can go into like Hulk mode where I like want to kill everyone. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a good mentality to have for sure. <laughs> yeah. Between finals, um, does your what does your training look like? You know, doing FIVB and AVP. Does it change at all? Or does it stay consistent in terms of training, or do you prepare differently for FIVB? No, I would say the training is consistent. We really try to like focus on what we can do because there are going to be so many different teams. Like. You don't want to be like, oh, you know what? We can't beat this team because that's not how we train, you know? Um, that's kind of our philosophy. Our coach is brilliant. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever talked to him, seen him. He knows more about this sport than it is. He's unbelievable. He is the mastermind. Awesome. Yeah, he seems pretty chill. Yeah, he's very chill. <laughs> and is he out here with you training? Uh, yeah, he was. He went back for when we went to Doha. He went back um, and then uh, he's actually staying out there. And then we have we're trying to figure out if he should come out for the last like I think we have like eight practices. left. It's nice that you guys have that. Um, Our team. Yeah, your team. Like it's, it's so special. The squad. Hashtag squad. Do you guys call it? Do you guys have like a team name? The three of you? We don't. No. Wow. That's actually. Yeah. Maybe TKND. <laughs> Emphasis. <laughs> um, Gina, or Kelly likes to call us the tripod. Yeah, the tripod. Oh, tripod. Wait, I like that. That's really good. Yeah. Tripod. You can't take it from us, though. Okay. I'm kidding. Okay. Maybe. 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 We'll just work out a deal or something. <laughs> I don't know if we touched on this already, but maybe going back to it, I have one question. Um, with all that you've learned on your first year, both AVP and FIVB, what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? Wow, a lot of Stumped. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really am. Um, I act like I've been doing this for so long. I have not been doing this for so long, but I really do feel like I have learned so much. Um, and I journal almost every single day. So I think that has been so nice to like go back and be able to like, Oh man, this is, this was a great tournament for me. Like, what was I thinking? Or man, this was a rough tournament for me. Like what was going on in my head? What are the things that I can change? Um, but I would say the biggest thing is going into every single match with the same exact, and it's, it's, it's tough to like be like the same exact way, but not, having any match be any more important or less important which sounds very very easy to do but like you're at the beginning and it's even every single match every single point so like a lot of times at the beginning of a set you're like oh man i didn't go for that ball but it's only one one like if that was 24 24 you're freaking out right so it's like those are the things that i want to like walk into every game and be like i did not take that off and there have been times where it's like I'm not necessarily trying to take it off but I'm like 
oh no, it'll be fine. And it's just like, no, we need to like lock it in. Has to be a focus. That's basically what my sports psych tells me. <laughs> so it's something I'm working on too. So yeah, that's really cool. So hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Working with a sports psych. Awesome. I've, I've been doing that for lots of years now. So yeah, it's super helpful, but um, just those little reminders and creating that routine to where you're always in that present moment, resetting same point. Every point's the same, yeah. you know, no points, a championship point, every point's a championship point, like that kind of mentality. So it's not easy. The brain's a muscle. It really, it's so <laughs> annoying because everybody's like, reset, reset. And you're like, oh, I'm trying. Like, <laughs> give, give me a second. <laughs> Figuring it out over here in my corner on the left. <laughs> I really am. Um, so uh, wiping the sand, let me figure yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah, just giving yourself more grace. I think I was better at that, but now I just, I have really high expectations. So I need to go back to doing that, but it's really hard. <laughs> what are your expectations for this year? My expectations, like I said, I want to, to go into every single game with so much confidence. And it's not from, it's not like being cocky. It is, it is literally like, no, I know that I can do this and I trust myself and I trust my partner and I trust our training, um, which is also hard to do. Like people try to pick you apart, right? Like that's kind of like the name of the game. Super healthy, loyal, trusting relationship. <laughs> Sounds like a real one. <laughs> yeah. Very grateful for yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. So we're nearing the end now, and we like to end all of our podcasts with um, this question, which is, how do you take a bet on yourself, or how have you taken a bet on yourself? I think every time I choose the hardest possible path, and I am scared out of my mind to make those decisions, like driving down to LSU, I was like crying you know, I was just like terrified of the unknown. Um, that's when I know I'm taking a bet and they usually pay off. I mean, thus far. Yeah. Anything else? Anyone else? No, no it's, that was super fun. Yeah. No. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Let's the um, tripod. <laughs> yeah. The tripod. Thanks for sharing. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. To hear you, you're very passionate about what you're trying to do. And it's so fun to watch you and Kristen compete. Um, so yeah, I wish you guys all the best as you guys climb the mountain for this uh, next journey you're on. Yeah, cool. same. I was um I was gonna ask, is there? We're gonna give you some time here if if, if you want it or not. Um, just to share anything that's on your heart or mind with us, you know, us here in the room or with the people listening. Now's your time to to say it if you if you want to. I think Gina talking about the sports psych and all of these different things that are coming out about whether it is like Formula One racing or it is the tennis or the golf, all of those documentaries really showed me that it's okay to be an athlete and have those emotions because, um, I don't know, last year, like I said, I completely forgot that I had so many people cheering me on and I was just like so far backed into my own corner of like I am all alone in this and that was the furthest thing from the truth so i think um yeah whether it is like working with a sports psych or just like journaling or making sure that your mental state is um kind of in check and again that is so much easier said than done um but yeah i think that's kind of where i want my entire career i want to have that the sanity and the love for the game. Like I want to go out there and be like, I can't wait to practice. And it is raining and <laughs> it is going to be cold, but 
you get to go get better. And I think that's like the mentality of like, I get to do this. That's great. That um, was amazing. Yeah. Netflix. Netflix. Good do, job. Come on. But also do beach volleyball. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I mean, the break point one, that would be called so Formula One, two. Side out. Side out. Um, I can't. Yeah. I'll, I'll whiteboard it. Okay, yeah, perfect. <laughs> you write up the ideas. We'll pitch it to Netflix. We're taking it off. There we Boom. go. Amazing. What if I were to tell you I already have something in the books? Oh, uh, stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> nice. Um, and that's how we're going to end it. What do you normally say? And that's a wrap. Cut. Cut. <laughs>